This abyss, a cocoon like a spiritual womb, when a spark of light entered his self-imposed tomb. In the field, beyond right and wrong, he awoke. Like Atlas, he felt just as strong as an oak. With the world upside down, now on his back, he embraced a planet quite weightless in infinite space. Melting into the earth, he became field and stream, while a dragonfly awoke from a curious dream acceptance by Wookie Foot. It's time to wake up to your awakening and become aware of being human. Human beings being love. It's time to be the tree soaring up above with roots deep. Oh, so much love. With branches reaching up to the one Welcome to the Be The Tree Podcast. The Dragonfly Legend, I was actually walking on a bike path one time and I found a cemetery and I walked in and I started looking around and in that cemetery I found a gravestone that had the Dragonfly Legend engraved on it and it said in the bottom of an old pond lived some grubs who could not understand why none of their group ever came back after crawling up the lily stems to the top of the water they promised each other that the next one who was called to make the upward climb would return and tell what had happened to him Soon one of them felt an urgent impulse to seek the surface. He rested himself on the top of the lily pad and went through a glorious transformation which made him a dragonfly with beautiful wings. In vain, though, he tried to keep his promise. Flying back and forth over the pond, he peered down at his family and friends below. Then he realized that if they could see him, they would not recognize such a radiant creature as one of their members. Dragonfly. Dragonfly medicine is of the dream time and the illusionary facade we accept as physical reality. Call on dragonfly to guide you through the mists of illusion to the pathway of transformation. In my animal totems, which is a spread that you do and you pick about, well, you pick seven cards that are your animal guides, your animal totems, and then you pick two more. So ultimately you have nine. The two that you pick are ones that you've probably had either in dreams or that have shown up for you in special ways in the past. So for me... I picked my seven totems, and then I'd been visited by deer over and over and over and felt a connection to the patience, the gentleness, the kindness, the beauty of deer. And then otter, female, woman, powerful, creative, whimsical, uh, adventurous, all those things. I have a lot of dragonfly medicine. I have a strong connection to dragonfly. I have 
for a long time realized that things are way more than they seem. I've always been convinced that there's a spirit world and that we can transcend this plane, that this is all an illusion. And that's what Dragonfly is teaching. Dragonfly is a guide through the veil. Dragonfly reminds you that this is all an illusion and that we need to lose the illusion, that we need to break through the veil that is thin. It's a whisper. It's a breath. Transcend into the stratosphere. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.6 that God has raised me up with him or raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places. And John 17 says, I am not of this world. And Galatians 2 says, I am crucified with Christ, yet I live not me, but Christ living in me, so that the life I'm living in the flesh, I live by faith. This is a biblical concept, but it's just reality. The swan medicine card is also really powerful. Swan and dragonfly are closely related. This is from the book regarding swan medicine. As Swan looked high above Sacred Mountain, she saw the biggest swirling black hole she had ever seen. Dragonfly came flying by and Swan stopped him to ask about the black hole. Dragonfly said, Swan, that is the doorway to the other planes of imagination. I have been guardian of the illusion for many, many moons. If you want to enter there, you would have to ask permission and earn the right. Swan was not so sure she wanted to enter the black hole. She asked Dragonfly what was necessary for her to earn entry. Dragonfly replied, You must be willing to accept whatever the future holds as it is presented without trying to change Great Spirit's plan. Swan looked at her ugly little duckling body and then answered, I'll be happy to abide by Great Spirit's plan. I won't fight the currents of the black hole. I will surrender to the flow of the spiral and trust what I am shown. And she was engulfed by a whirlpool in the center of the pond. And many days later, Swan uh, came back and said, Dragonfly, I learned to surrender my body to the power of great spirit and was taken to where the future lives. I saw many wonders high on sacred mountain and because of my faith and my acceptance, I have been changed. I'm sure most of you have seen the matrix where neo is taking the red pill and he's being opened to the illusion uh wilderness uh has a pretty cool quote and it says when we awake the world wakes up with us and the entire world is changed in an instant man stepping into freedom for me I guess all along the way, but really when I stepped fully into Treatum, it opened a spiritual dimension, like the ability 
to exist below the surface as well as above. With a tree, the branches reach high above the surface and the roots go down deep. You're able to be keenly aware of a veil separating the two, which is so thin, <laughs> so penetrable, and Dragonfly possesses the ability to expose the illusion and to shed light on the abyss. It's all about perception or perspective. And when you're high up in a tree, you have that higher perspective. You can see further. You can see from above. And so the requirements for Swan were to ask permission to enter and then to earn the right through radical acceptance of what is no matter what. And then non-resistance, not fighting the currents, fully surrendering, losing your life to the flow, losing your life to find it. Eckhart Tolle says the, the secret of the art of living comes down to three words, one with life. When I was a little boy, one of my favorite things was to climb up as high as possible in this giant, at least it seemed giant at the time, probably probably was giant, it was pretty big, this giant white cottonwood tree that we had in our yard. I would just sit up there. It was like the perfect climbing tree. I would get up into that first branch and then I could climb up to the next one and the next one, the next one, the next one. And I would get way up there super high and I would just sit there I would look out at the world from this higher perspective you know as a little boy I think it made me feel taller bigger stronger more powerful it created in my young mind a magical change of perception from my favorite book Return of the Bird Tribes this is Daganawita and Hiawatha speaking to the five nations of the Iroquois Confederacy and they said should any of you ever feel angry or confused resentful or afraid climb to the top of the highest tree that you can find and look toward the maker of this world for your relief call for the spirit tribes and wait for the answer to come I feel like I didn't write it into this episode, but I feel like I should tell you my story about when I did that. It was like Spirit was calling me one day after I had learned uh, that thing from the bird tribes, and I just felt like Spirit was saying, I want you to go out and connect with me in that way. And I knew where I was supposed to go because the sacred mountain out here is my spot. So... I packed up some stuff, and as I was packing, I was like praying, and I said, God, should I bring my sage bundle and lighter, matches? The spirit was like, no. I was like, no? Ah, that's so unusual. Like, I'm going out for this important ceremony, and usually I have sage to burn, but spirit was making it clear that I wasn't supposed to bring it, so I didn't bring it. So I go out and I start hiking around on the first mountain and I'm looking at the trees and I'm seeing like three different ones that could be possibilities, but I'm really narrowing it down to this one tree. And I think the reason I'm having a hard time choosing it is because it's A, dead, and B, 
uh, growing out over the precipice. So like if you were to climb into this tree, you're climbing on like branches that could just instantly break off at any time. And also at, as you climb out onto it, you're actually climbing out over the edge of a, a cliff face. So like when you start, you're at the base of this tree, but by the time you get maybe uh, six feet up, you're over like a 20 foot precipice. And Spirit was pointing to the place in this tree where I was supposed to go. And it was this branch like way up there, like probably, I don't know, like 20 feet up in the tree or so. And, you know, 20 feet up meant that it was like, uh, like 35 feet down to the ground probably. And the, when I say ground, I mean like a boulder field. So like sharp rocks. And I was like all by myself. And I was really like starting to stress out because I felt called to do that. But at the same time, I was terrified. But one thing I've learned is if you're truly called, then uh, you're going to be protected. And I felt like that kind of uh, tension going on. I felt called and I was scared, but I felt like I was going to be protected. And then God did something for me just before. As I'm like thinking, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I look down on the ground and there's a big lighter just laying there on the ground. And in my past, I've, you know, when I was finding a lot of things back in my early spiritual journey, one of the things I was finding all the time was big lighters, just like in weird places that would make me think it wasn't just a coincidence. And so here's this big lighter after all that time. And I instantly remembered back to when I used to find big lighters. And I thought, thank you, God, for that confirmation. And right next to it, I had, didn't see it at first, but all of a sudden I noticed there was a literal cedar bundle like a not just a, a not just like a pile of cedar branches but like a intentionally bundled cedar bundle unburned completely brand new just sitting there with a lighter <laughs> i was like oh my goodness that's why i wasn't supposed to bring the sage because god was going to provide this cedar and god was going to do it to confirm that this was the tree and that he was going to protect me so I did some smudging with the bundle and I got to it. I got out onto the base of that tree and I climbed up the first little notch and now I'm out over the, the precipice and I look up to where I'm supposed to go and all of a sudden it looks a lot higher than it seemed like it did from the ground. And it would require me to shimmy up this branch, which was dead by the way. And I'm like, is this thing going to hold me or is it going to break off? I don't know. It doesn't look good, but I felt protected. I felt called. So I shimmied and I shimmied a little more and then I stopped and I was like, Ooh, this is dangerous. Like I'm out here by myself. Below me is like all of these really sharp, jagged rocks. If I fell, I would be like done son. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm freaking out. But I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pause here. And I started praying and spirit just started to calm me down. He said, you know, you're called. You, um, 
will be protected. And I, I instantly at that moment, uh, a story from the Bible popped into my brain, which happens so often. And the story was when Peter was in the boat, Jesus was out walking on the water, and Peter sees Jesus and he wants to go out walking to him. So, you know, like you would, you just step out of the boat onto the water because <laughs> that's what you do. And he just starts walking out to Jesus on the water. And then all of a sudden he starts looking around. He's like, whoa, I'm walking on water. Uh, look at all the waves like blowing up towards me. And it's like windy and scary. It's probably dark. And he starts sinking because he starts fearing what's happening to him. And he cries out to Jesus, save me. And Jesus raises, right, uh, reaches out his right arm and, and grabs Peter and says, get up. And so he pulls him up. And, uh, you know, the moral of the story was like if he hadn't um, got all caught up in his surroundings, he would have just kept walking to Jesus. Pretty awesome. And there I was up on that tree looking down at the rocks, thinking about how I was all alone and there wouldn't be any rescue for me, thinking about the branches that were dead and dying and ready to snap, thinking of how much I weigh out on those branches, just all these things, all these things. And those were like the wind and the waves. And Spirit was like, stop looking at those. Just climb. Climb one inch Climb two inches, climb six inches, climb a foot, take your time. You don't have to do it all at once. Just do one inch. So I did one inch. I shimmied up one inch. Now do another one. And I did another one. I just kept going. Like I didn't stop. I just shimmied all the way up to that branch that I was supposed to be in. Got myself in it. And was just sitting there looking around. And I was scared. Still scared. Like it was scary. And then I was like, okay, I'm here on this branch. What am I supposed to learn? And Spirit's like, you already learned it. You can get down. I was like, oh, man. So I get down, you know, and I just was like reflecting on it. And it was just like, you know, faith is scary. That was kind of the lesson. Like, faith is scary. But do we trust that we'll be protected when we're called? Will we trust that we'll be protected when we're called? Like, I wouldn't get in that tree now. I wouldn't get I go up there all the time and I see that tree and I would never climb up into that branch unless I was called. That's the thing. So I, you have to know you're called first. And I think having the, the cedar bundle and the lighter there helped me to know uh, more intently that I was called. And so I did it. I just did it. Anyway... Um, I tell that story because it goes along with what I'm talking about here. Rumi says, break free. Break free from this dark prison called material world. Soon you will see you are the sage and the fountain of life. Deepak Chopra says, the one reality is spirit and the surface of life is only a disguise with a thousand masks that keep us from discovering what is real. Don Miguel Ruiz, the dreamers know 
that the dream is an illusion and they play in that world of illusion knowing it's an illusion <laughs> that is my life bro like i play in this world like it's an illusion if you've seen my social media if you've seen the things i do i just play when i started my healing journey from cancer I made myself a list of things that I love to do and I called it my playlist and I was like these are my vitamins these are my uh, chemo pills playing surrounding myself with joy living my life to its fullest like transcending the fear and the worry and just living in joy and love and peace that does a heart good that is good medicine so tree is a giver tree is like a um, also like a female sort of energy because she gives and she recycles and she offers birth and uh, she's just mother trees are motherly in the next episode I'm going to go into otter medicine which is like the official animal medicine of tree. <laughs> otter is actually the card that I pulled for tree. And as I've learned about otter medicine, it's a perfect uh, animal to represent this phase of metamorphosis. But I want to talk more about that in the next episode instead of going into it right now. So the meaning of life really is to live it. To be the tree. That's what I learned. My purpose is just to be the tree. Radical acceptance of what is. Total non-resistance. Connection to source beyond. Being open to above. And we'll go into all of that like way more in way more detail what it means to have branches spread out wide and what it means to have roots down deep so trees are givers trees are a perfect representation of love because love is unconditional and love gives love is a verb trees are givers they are taking in our co2 and exchanging it for oxygen they're providing food for all kinds of little creatures they're providing homes for insects and birds and squirrels and they're providing shade for people and animals and they're uh, working in perfect symbiosis like in the ecosystem they belong they give a tree stands strong and mighty this is from my journal not usually alone, but among other trees. Not usually of the same kind, but among a diversity. A tree does not exist to be admired, although they are admirable. It doesn't exist to take, although it receives all it needs to survive from the Creator. Sunshine, water, nutrients. Mostly, the tree is a giver. It stands in a harmonious rhythm with nature. It breathes in CO2 and transmutes it into life-giving oxygen. A tree is an alchemist. The tree is a source of shade from the hot sun, a home for many insects and mammals and birds and reptiles. 
Its branches provide resting places and places of safety for birds, a place to build nests and raise a family. The tree is a feeding ground for many animals, woodpeckers, squirrels, fruit-eating birds and insects. The leaves it sheds nourishes and enriches the soil. Even in death, it returns to the earth to give more life, or it stands as a place for homemaking for animals, or it may have been harvested to give its life for a hopefully useful purpose for man. A tree is truly a manifestation of God, and that manifestation is love, Ramdas. It seems no small thing that Jesus would give his life for his friends while hung on a tree. There's no greater love than this. The tree is a great lover. It's a divine source of life, breathing in and breathing out in harmony with spirit. It is fused with the creator and all of creation. Contentedly, living out its purpose as a beautiful giver, asking for nothing in return, needing no praise or validation, rejoicing solely in its purpose of simply being a tree. A mature tree not only benefits those who visit it or breathes its oxygen, but it multiplies. Some of those who visit carry its seeds of love to distant places where the seed is planted and grows into a new tree of divine giving. Some of the seeds are in the fruit, and the birds carry them far away, so the tree is part of a tribe, with other trees, and with offspring nearby and far and wide. All it takes is one tiny seed to create this majestic temple of love and life and light. It's a true Miracle of God, end of quote from my journal. John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Tree life is the most beautiful life. Tree life is truly life. Tree life is freedom or treedom. Tree life is majestic and powerful and worth living. Once I stepped into my tree life, my whole life changed. It's like I lost my life, but I found the life that is truly life like what the Bible says. It's just like I found this amazing abundance. It's like my eyes opened to all of the love around me and my eyes just opened to all of the love within me and all of the love that I have to give like shamelessly. My whole purpose is just simply being a tree. I spent all that time trying to find some project that was going to be my grand purpose. And then it dawned on me. My purpose is to just be me. Authentically. Unabashedly. Fully and completely. Powerfully. Uh, 
shamelessly, unembarrassedly, eyes off the eye, love the love me, just be the tree, just be me, just be. And that changed everything. And I just started playing, I just started loving, I just started loving my life, I started using my life to be creative. That's why I say kill your TVs. How can that help you step into your purpose? It's just wasting your time. It's just diverting your attention. So you find creative ways to live your life and to express your life and to be your life. You walk, you get up and you walk your life. And then I faced one of my greatest challenges, which I'm going to talk about in a future episode. And that really determined whether or not this whole philosophy could stand under the pressure or in a fierce storm. And what I found is that this philosophy totally stands. And when Jesus said that whoever abides in him and and he in me, he it is that bears much fruit what he means is all you have to do is abide in your freedom abide uh you know he's divine you are the branch just abide in him abide in spirit abide in the presence of the divine and then the fruit it just happens like i haven't talked about the fruit yet I've just been talking about the branches and the roots and all those other things. The fruit is not my concern. The projects are not my concern. The projects will come. The projects have come. The activities in my life have already been taking place. But they're not my concern. The activities, the fruits, the projects, all that stuff happens just as Source wants it to. All I have to do is be me authentically me just go out do things and life happens and fruit happens and really it's amazing because that is really uh, a powerful example or explanation of the gospel like faith and works which has been this hot debate for ever <laughs> but it's so simple you just go and abide in the presence and the power of spirit and of the divine. You just tap those roots down into source. And then you open your arms wide, your branches, just accepting what is. You don't have to run all over the place. You just open up where you are and... All of a sudden, you're receiving. You're receiving. Your intuition is receiving. You're receiving signs and synchronicities and powerful spiritual messages, even almost like channeling divine messages. Hmm. And life just opens up. Just opens up. You have no more reason to be addicted to anything. You have no more reason to be hung up in depression or grief or fear or anxiety or anything. Your life is full of light. It's full of love. It's full of joy. It's full of peace that makes no sense sometimes. 
But it's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life. And I am so grateful for it. I'm so grateful that back in 2016, I went through the hard stuff. And that I've continued to trudge through the dark. Trudge through the mud. Trudge through some serious crisis at times. To get where I've gotten today. So... Be the tree. Next week, we'll talk about otter medicine and how that relates to being a tree. We'll get into a lot of really good stuff. Now we're at the tree phase, and this is where we're going to really start talking about life, purpose, joy, love, all those things, and how to really awaken to that, and how to really step fully into it, and how to be the tree fully, powerfully, beautifully magically and uh, sometimes even perfectly I wish you the very best may you find the life that is truly life and live it fully may love flow into you and through you like a conduit from the source of all hope and comfort life is a dream wake up <laughs>